welcome to Living Word Bible Church, a lovely place for families where we have a passion to sing great songs to Jesus and where sound Bible teaching is central in home groups and in preaching at Sunday services. Living Word Bible Church, teaching the Bible verse by verse. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you have no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am need, but I, am for, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. I have received full payment and even more. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus, the gifts you sent. They are a fragment offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, to be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong in Caesar's household. The grace of Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tiffany. Well, that's just wonderful. You can continue now and return to Junior Church. Thanks, Greg. Hey. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let me just switch myself on. Wow, that's loud, isn't it? Okay, so it's been great connecting with Morag and listen to her please uh, on Facebook private page and let's continue to pray for her. But we're going to move into the word. I'm just going to pray very quickly. Lord, speak to us through your word. Thank you that you speak to us through the songs. Speak to us now as we engage with your word proclaimed. May the speaker and hearer alike receive from you. For your glory. Amen. Amen. Well, let me tell you, look, well, I'm, what, 34, Brenton? How old am I? I always forget these things. And what's a couple of years between mates, eh? 34, 44, 24. Well, when I was 16, I, my first church just got converted. And we had a group of young people just coming at the same time. And so we were really involved, that got us involved early on, you know, into, into doing stuff. And, and I, was, I was in charge of uh, the projector and collecting 
the money. Good job if you can get the work, collecting money. And so I'll do this each week. I'll take a, a basket around and people will give them money. And one of the, these new air cadets there were, one of these new air cadets uh, put in £10 note. Now, £10 note, you know, back, back in 1990 was a lot of dough, a lot of money. And so I was like flabbergasted. But guess what he did next? Have a guess. He did. He put 10, 10 pounds in and took out nine quid. It was hilarious. You know, how to give or how not to give. And so, hey, look, I, just, I was just thinking about when I was writing this message just about giving and thinking, hey, giving is not so much putting in and taking out. It's giving. We're going to look at what that looks like biblically. Let me take you through some passages. If you're wondering why we're talking about money, it's because it's in Philippians. It's in our text. It's where we are, and we're just running through the Bible and what it says. And in the end of chapter 14, we come across this episode, uh, chapter 4 rather, where Paul talks about his giving. Uh, here's our heading. Our heading is the secret to a fullness of life, and our subheading is being without need is found in sacrificially giving to the cause of the gospel. Being without need is found in sacrificially giving to the cause of the gospel. Hey, it seems to be upside down, doesn't it? You know, how can you reduce your need for resources by giving away resources? It's upside down, topsy-turvy, and, and you wouldn't believe it unless Jesus said it. And not only that, friends, we know, don't we, it's a testimony. It's the experience of our lives that the more we're ready to give to God's work, so God ensures our own needs are met. It's what his word says, and I want to just show you that through Scripture. So, so uh, chapter 4 of Philippians, verse 14, when it was good for you, it was good for you to share in my troubles... Paul's in Rome. It's about AD 62. He's, he's in prison for the gospel, but he hasn't always been in prison. He's been working there for a while. This church has had a relationship with Paul for 10 years. He planted it beginning with Lydia and the jailer. You remember the jailer? How he was converted, that hardened brute of a man. If you ever think someone like this fellow can't be converted, you may be right. Except if you look at the Philippian jailer, okay? So this man is converted. Paul begins this church, and it's 10 years on. They've been supporting him. They've been sharing in his trouble. They've been participating in gospel work. Here's what he says. Yet it was good for you to share in my troubles, okay? To share in my troubles. And I've got a Greek word there just come up there. Uh, you can leave me so on. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, the next slide, please. I think I've got one up there. Can you see there's a Greek word there, okay? Sukoinonia, okay? It, it, you've heard of the word koinonia? It's a popular Greek word a lot of us may have heard. Koinonia means fellowship. This is a derivative of the word. And can you see what Paul is saying? It was good for you to share in my troubles. In other words, does anyone remember what we said that the word koinonia means? It's been, it's been some time since we did it. Uh, but thanks, Greg. 
It's sharing in a mutual enterprise. It's engaging in business. It's, it's, it's working in partnership with somebody else. So Paul wants it to be clear that this church is in a business arrangement with Paul. They're supporting his work. They're in a, in a partnership with them. It was good of you to be in partnership with me in the gospel. He goes on, moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of, the, of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, no one shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. In the 10 years of Paul's ministry, it seems that this church, above all the other ones, have taken seriously the need to give to gospel work. This is a church where Lydia is a part of it. She's a, she was converted with a Philippine jailer. From what we understand of people who dealt in her trade, she dealt in the trade of purple linen. It, it was a very lucrative, well, Morag, she's been telling us about linen there, hasn't she? It was a lucrative trade. She was probably a very wealthy lady. Together with this church, has encountered in this fellowship with Paul. Look, there's a bit more in the Greek here. Notice in verse 15, he says that they shared in the matter of giving and receiving. Again, we lose something in our English language. It's, it's, it's a commerce term. It's to do, you'd only use that kind of language, giving and receiving, if you were doing business. And Paul is saying that about this church, that they are in some sort of business within verse 16. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Hey, how, how was Paul looking at this church that was supporting him financially? He was comparing it to going into a business enterprise where you have a financial backers so that you can go into business and it's the financial backing that ensures, ensures the business can continue. And Paul is saying, I'm looking at your work in that sense. We are together in a partnership where there's giving and receiving. You send me aid when I need it. Here, look, this is, um, this is what he said to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 11, about the Philippians. When I was with you and needed something, I was not a burden to anyone, for the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied my need or supplied what I needed. Paul robbed, as it were, or, or, or was able to serve other churches to do gospel work because the one back in Philippi was supporting him. The brothers back in Philippi. Not only did they give financially, I think we have to be careful that we don't restrict giving to God just to fiscal language because what else did the Philippian church give Paul in this partnership? They gave up their resources, but they gave something else. Can anyone remember? We did this some months back in Philippians they gave of the resources. Yes, one particular bloke with a funny name. Remember, we struggled with his name, Epaphroditus. Listen, two twenty-five. But I think it's necessary. It's necessary for me to send back Epaphroditus, my brother, okay, and fellow worker and soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. So here's a church that's in partnership. It's sending financial resources. It's sending personnel. Financial resources and personnel. 
And our giving friends, we've just taken about offering. God bless you. But even as I look, look across the room here, I see a guy sitting on an IT desk. I see another guy sitting next to him. Okay, one, one is much more handsome than the other. Okay, I'll let you work that one out. And Kate is not here, mate, so you're all on your own. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay, we've got another guy there. We've got a couple of ladies doing junior church. It's incredible. Here's the thing. This is how giving, this is what giving looks like. My giving to the kingdom looks like digging deep into my pocket, says Paul to the church of Philippi, and they finance his work. And it, this is what it looks like. It's giving of ourselves. Or somebody else in proxy. Katie sent Charlie to do this job today. Yeah, she did. You go. Okay? You're representing me. Right? And so it's, it's, it's giving resources. It's giving personnel. It's giving time. Paul wants to encourage his church. Hey, I'm benefiting and the gospel's benefiting both by your finances and your personnel. Hey, let me just say this at this juncture. We are called to give. I'm going to carry on this shortly. But we're called to serve too. You're, you're serving. I mean, thank you, Yvonne. It's just been putting a roster together for us. That's partnering with the church, with Jesus in gospel work. It doesn't mean we don't give financially. We just serve. And it doesn't mean we just give financially we don't serve. It means that our worship to Jesus, our partnership in the gospel, incorporates giving financially, serving bodily. And, and it's not just bodily service, is it? Look, this is what a commentator writes. Paul is the joyful recipient of generous gifts from his friends, but they too have received the gospel even and even the outpouring of his life. But they too have received the gospel and even the outpouring of his life. Paul wants to say this is a gospel partnership. What does gospel, when I say partnership, if I was in a partnership with Catherine, you know, and she was doing all the work, what is wrong with that partnership? It is, it is. And so for Paul to be saying he's in partnership with the church of Philippi, he can't just be saying, can he, and, and you're giving resources to my mission, and, and you're giving personnel to my mission. If he's classing this as a genuine partnership, what's he suggesting? He's suggesting that it isn't just Paul who's receiving something from them, but they are receiving from him. Pam, was that you? Thank you. Thanks. Steph, that's brilliant. It's a two-way relationship where they are receiving, he's receiving financial support and personnel, but they have received the gospel. Hey, it's not as though we have to pay for the gospel. Hey, the gospel's free. We haven't charged, the only person we've ever charged for hearing the gospel and joining this church was Yvonne. Okay, and don't tell her that that's not a normal procedure of Living Word Bible Church. It is, Yvonne, it is. I'm just, you know, yeah, you know the 10K entrance per, per annual. It's just normal, okay? Okay, now, now look, they receive the gospel. They receive pastoral care. They receive prayer. 
They'd receive Paul's hearty interest, love and care. And so here, look, hey friends, giving to God. I know we talked about receiving back. It's not always about receiving back. You know, I've given up my time and I've given up my money to God's work. I'm going to get a bigger bank balance because I tried that and it doesn't work. Really, if anybody tells you, if you give money, your bank balance improves, it's rubbish. It's absolute rubbish, right? So, but here's what does happen. Hey, we get served by the gospel. The gospel comes to us. You know, in a church situation, hey, look, here's the thing. Lee isn't serving just me, is he, in ensuring my my sermon can be heard. Who else is he serving? He's serving us here. And he's serving himself. You know, how are you getting back for all the work you're doing for the church, mate? You get to listen to my voice. I mean, what could be that? Hey, Brenton, how, how would you like a dose of me for, for an hour? There you go. Look how excited he is. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So the way to look at this is that, is that we receive back from God. Not, you know, we don't put £10 into the... Sorry, I'm talking pounds. It's because we're talking about England. We don't put $10 into the offering and go and look at that. Is it $10 more? Dollars? Is it $20 in my account? No, we go away from here. Hey, I was loved for that hour. And look, in all seriousness, I might not think so, but this is me loving you. Seriously, I, I write these things with heart. I do. I, you know, and I tell you that, not as a boast, but as an expression of what's going on here. This is a love offering. You know, and so I hope, you know, I'm going to beat you up about giving, but it's a love offering, okay? <laughs> okay? I hope you feel, hey, this is love. This guy is expressing his care for us. And so Paul is telling this church, look, we're in this fellowship. We're, we're doing this together. This is a partnership, okay? And it's, you're giving to my work, to the work of the gospel. But hey, guys, I love you. I'm serving you. I'm caring for your needs. I bring you before God. Hey, talk about a return on your investment. How much? How much money would you put on being prayed for earnestly before God? How, how much would you pay for that? Because that prayer can do more than a million dollars. Hey? That prayer can change the state of your heart and life like money could never do. Seriously. And so don't underestimate the return on your investment. How the gospel is working in your life. How, how, how we are serving one. And not just from me. Now this is coming across, across the churches. Matt is serving us. Thank you, Matt. When you go home today, all being well, Okay, we're trying some new technology out today. All being well, you can think, well, I miss half of what Montez says. I wish he wouldn't speak so fast. Well, I had that terrible, horrible accent. Okay, I'm going to have to go and listen to him again. Thanks to Matt, you're going to be able to do that. Send him a text, please, and I'm being serious here. Send him a text, say, Matt, thanks for sitting back there. 
Thanks for doing that. It makes such a difference to me not have to, have to look at your back of your head when I sit and try to listen to the service. No, it's meant that I can listen. It means I can go to a friend of mine who doesn't know about Jesus, who's looking for a new church, and say to them, hey, have a listen to have a watch of this. And so the gospel partnership and the return that comes, friends, in this business isn't always fiscal. Hey, money doesn't make the world go around, really. It's God. It's the love of God's people. It's a community like this. And so, the other thing about investment is, okay, look, me and Brenton are in partnership. We've, 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 run, we've got a little business going. We're catching fish, okay? He drives the boat. I catch fish, okay? Right, something like that. Right, okay. But here's the thing about this business partnership is that we're doing it together, yeah. We both put money into it, okay, to buy the boat, okay, to buy fishing gear, to buy some bait. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Why am I giving Brenton money? Why do I keep giving you know, he'll come every, every month, Montez, here's the business, here's the outlook, here's what we need, okay, okay, here's what you've got to put in, and I'll put in my 10K, and I'm thinking, why do I keep giving Brenton money? What's wrong with that thinking? What is wrong? I'm in business with him. What's wrong with that thinking? Well, okay, yes. <laughs> A bit more. I'm in a business, and I'm putting money into it, and I'm saying, why do I keep giving Brenton money? Why is he taking my money? What's wrong with that thinking? It's, your business. it's my business. I'm not giving it to Brenton. Do you think I'm a mug that I'll give him money? I'm not giving Brenton money. What am I doing? When Brenton says we need 10K in the, in the business, what's Brenton saying to me? He's saying our business, Montez, that you and I love and exist and invest in and that we love doing, we love hanging out with, well, he loves hanging around with me, you know, okay, needs money. When we're investing in the kingdom, when we're investing in the church, when Matt is doing what he's doing and Charlie and Lee, he's not doing it for me. This is a business that he has an interest in. When we... Give financially, because that hurts more, doesn't it? When we give financially, I hate this term. That's a strong word, I'm sorry. I dislike this term. Oh, I'm going to give you some money to the church. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're investing money in your family business. Yeah? You're investing money in your family business. Oh, I've got to get up at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning to go and set the church up. Okay. The things I do for that church. No. No. Who here, who here will set up a business and moan that you've got to put some time into it? Who here will set up a business and moan that you're putting money into it? Hey. You're not giving money or energy or time to me or to the church. You're doing it for your family and People you belong to. Let me illustrate it like this, like this for you. I love the Scots. Okay. I like Aussies a little, but I love the Scots. Okay? Okay. And look, we lived in Scotland for about a year. We were due to end up in a church there, and so we spent the whole year there. 
and we've got to really know the Scots well uh, and felt a part of their family. And I got to see Scottish life, okay, from within. You know what people say about Scots and uh, money? And if any Scottish people listening out there, uh, uh, we love you. I love you. Okay. We know what people say about Scots, that uh, they're you know, particularly uh, careful with their money. Okay. Do you know what I discovered? Have a guess. Just the opposite in one arena, particularly. And again, Scots, please don't be offended with me. Just the opposite. The Scots are the most generous people in what environment? You're getting close. Sit close to the, to the answer. Home? Yes. F word. Family. They're the most generous people you could ever meet with their family. I watched it. I watched it. The amount of sacrifice that a Scot would make for his grandkids, for his daughter, you know, within his family remit. It's just, just, just incredible. Oops, excuse me. Just incredible. The most generous people you could wish to meet. Maybe, maybe... When it comes to non-family members, uh, there's a, a little less generosity. But the point I'm trying to make is they're generous with their families because it's their families. They don't do anything, give anything for them. Hey, do you know when we take up the offering here? It's for your family. It's for your grandson. It's for your Daughter, it's for the family you belong to. But when you pack away, when we pack away together then end of the service, you're doing it for your kids. That's what giving, biblical giving is about, looks like. We're doing it within our family. Look, and last thing, how, how long have I gone on for Matt? Have I been preaching long? Uh, I'm going to start rounding off. Yeah, hours, you're going to say, Katie. Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? I know. Hey, but you don't have. Hey, I have to exist with my own voice. You try listening to yourself, twenty-four-seven. Okay, look. I want to close off uh, with, with with this thought, which says, okay, the reward is not necessarily fiscal. Okay, we might not see a bank balance increase, but I hope we feel loved, prayed for, served, supported. Okay. There is a return still. There is. And particularly, says Paul, look at this, particularly, not that I'm looking for a gift, but I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. Can you see what Paul is saying there? Jesus says something similar. Provide, look, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. What, what's Jesus saying? And Paul is picking this up in Philippians. What Jesus said, let's go back to Jesus first. What's he saying? We, we're to make resources and we're to give to the kingdom, okay? What is that doing? Where is that building up? And this is to you guys who love the health, wealth and prosperity preaching, okay? Right? Okay? Look how Paul looks at it. 
and look at Jesus is looking at it. Where is this investment going? It is. I will never promise you. I will never promise you that if you give $500 to the church today, you're going to get $1,000 back in your bank account. I'll never promise you that. It'd be two. <laughs> okay, okay, never, right, okay? If you invest in the business, in our family business, okay, what I will promise you is what Jesus promises you, that you're building up a heavenly storehouse. Hey, look, it's not always bad to be thinking about reward. It's not always bad to be thinking about money. Okay? Just think about heavenly money. Think about heavenly reward. Hey, hey, let those dollar signs go. You are in your investment in the kingdom, in our kingdom, in our family business, says Paul, says Jesus, providing for your future. We don't know how it looks. Look, I wrote an essay on it at college. I don't know how it looks. And I read a lot of books, and I still don't know how it quite looks. But in some sense, our giving of our service to the kingdom, giving financially to our family business, is not only blessing our family, but it's actually developing and storing up a reserve for us in heaven that, will, that is waiting for us. You know all those pharaohs? They were way off. Because you know all that gold and all that money? You know all that gold? It's gone. Okay? When I was there, I took a bit of it. I didn't really. Okay? Right, okay. All that food, gone. They never took it with them. But your investment in our family business, your time in our family business, is storing up something in heaven that's waiting for us that we will receive and have the benefit of. And different amounts will have a different impact. In other words, the more you get of it, the better it will be. We don't know quite how it will be, but Jesus says your reward will be greater. Your heavenly bank balance will be bigger. Look, we all understand how supers work. I mean, supers are simple, aren't they? Relatively simple. You, you earn money and you pay into this fund which goes towards your retirement. Uh, your employer pays some of that. I just need a tissue. Uh, your employer, thank you, Ricky. Uh, that'd be great. Your employer pays some of that in too. And, and, and so the thing builds up. Look, you're wonderful there. Thank you very much. There. Ricky, you, you didn't use that before you gave it to me, did you? Okay. okay, okay I'll take that back. Right, okay. Uh, your employer pays into it, and then you retire. Okay, you know what that's like, mate. You retire. How's that going? Yeah? Really good, yeah, I can see you're better for it. Look at you. Yeah, really. Look, you retire and then he comes back to you. Jesus promises, not just for this life. In fact, if Jesus only said that our investing in the kingdom benefits our lives here, if that's all he said, then he'd be contradicting his own message. It's true, isn't it? Because... What did he spend most of his time talking about we should be ready for? The kingdom. And so the heart of Jesus' message, okay, the greatest return, the, the most enduring return, the most valuable return on your time for Living Word Bible Church, 
on your money for living with Bible Church, the most endurable, lasting, and the best return that you're guaranteed to get is the one that Jesus is putting aside for you, week by week by week by week. Hey, I know we can't see it, but faith is believing what we can't see. It's trusting in Jesus' word. And Paul says that to this church. He goes, hey guys, look, what you are doing is incredible. Okay, for the gospel, for your own growth. But it gets better than that. What you are doing, what you are doing is storing up for you incredible gifts in heaven. And the last thing, I'm going to just close very, very quickly. They are, this is what he says about them. They are, your gifts, a fragrant offering Accept an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. That's the language you use around the temple. Do you know when you sweep the floor up? Who wants to sweep up? Whoever sweeps the floor up today, you'd never think of this, I'm sure. You are worshipping Jesus. So Paul says. Okay, I know when we think of worship, what, I'll be honest, when we think of worship, we're thinking of, Hallelujah choruses, aren't we? We are. Paul regards worship as the giving of money, giving up time, giving up energy, and he says that this is the pinnacle of worship. Seriously, the pinnacle of worship. How do I worship God? I give resources. To our, to our community. How do I worship God? I, I pick up an IT station and I press buttons. How do I worship God? I pray for the work. How do I worship God? I visit someone and take them out for, for lunch and you guys do that and, and it's wonderful. And all the time, all the time, you're doing what we regard normally exclusively as hallelujah choruses, but you're doing it, you're worshipping Jesus, you're offering sacrifices, you're acting as a priest, you're in a temple. You're worshipping. And with that, I'll finish, except to say, hey, Paul talks in 2 Corinthians about excelling in giving. Can I encourage us? If you do IT, if you sweep up, if you make tin coffee, we're waiting for someone to do that. If you do laptop, if you set up stuff, if you do rosters, whatever you do, excel to be well. If this is an act of worship, let me ask you, how well do you want to worship Jesus? Reasonably well? Medium? How well do we want to worship Jesus? Come on, we all want to worship him well, don't we? If you serve, serve well. If you give, give well. If you pray, pray well. If you visit somebody, do it passionately. Excel in this act of partnering in the business that you and I belong to. So partners, hey, let's keep doing the business. And let's see what God is doing with our work. Who knows what treasure, Sylvia, who knows what treasure you have built up in the kingdom are waiting for you when Jesus says, welcome.
good and faithful servant into the treasure prepared for you. God bless you. Amen. We'll take a moment and our musicians will lead us in our final song. Living Word Bible Church. Teaching the Bible verse by verse.